Welcome to Ideas with Legs, a podcast where yours truly, Nils Vesk, answers your burning questions to help you become that go-to person who can think on your feet and invent commercial innovation at minimal risk. Today, I'm going to share one business innovation growth skill that is hard to master, but will pay off forever. In this session, I want to share a critical business innovation growth skill that is hard to master, but it will absolutely pay off forever. It will help you to avoid costly mistakes, and it can take you into that upper echelon of innovation leadership. Now, from my 20 years of working in the business innovation industry, I've noticed that there is one common mistake that leaders make when it comes to business growth innovation. And this mistake can cost people money, time, effort, reputation, and even their job. And the mistake that leaders get wrong so often is failing to capitalize on a critical emerging trend and having a scenario plan to deal with it. And so in this session, you're gonna learn what I would call futurist thinking skills that will make sure that this mistake never happens, but instead will help you to future-proof your business growth results at minimal risk. So let's kick it off and stay tuned. The critical skill that you need really is trend forecasting and scenario planning skills. And that's why you need to be able to identify the emerging critical trends, uncertainties, and also have a scenario plan to capitalize on them. And it all starts with trend spotting. Now I'm sure you've heard of trend spotting, but usually we tend to think of some funky little gadget that's come out there or a new fashion wear or something like that. But the reality is that trend spotting is much more diverse than that and can affect everything from um, the way that we're doing business to technology, to science, to culture and everything else in between. Now trend spotting itself is actually not overly complicated. It's actually more time consuming than complex. So I'll come back to some ways that will help you to do this faster later on. Now trend spotting or environmental scanning as futurists call it, is the primary technique that futurists use to identify that next big thing. And it involves kind of diving into things like the media, trade publications, university research, forums, IP registration, and other areas to uncover these emerging trends. Now, futurists use a very simple acronym called STEEP to help prompt their scanning. And these are the five core areas that futurists will scan and also use to create some prompting questions for some questions. So, Here's something that might get you thinking about. First one, for socio-cultural. Which emerging socio-cultural trend may impact my customer, industry, supply chain, me or the organization? A technological prompt you can ask is, which emerging technological or scientific trend may impact my customer, industry, supply chain or organization? An economic prompt that you might use is, which emerging economic trend may impact my customer? maybe the industry or supply chain and the organization. And the same prompt can be used for the environmental areas or emerging environmental trends. Which emerging environmental trend may impact my customer, industry, supply chain, me and organization. And finally, we have the political and legal emerging trends, which is again, what emerging political trend may impact my customer, industry, supply chain, me or the organization. That's it. So now you might be thinking, I've got the prompt, how do I do the scanning? Or you might be thinking, but I don't need to find out about the environment, I'm in finance. Wrong, really, really bad mistake to make is 
environmental scanning is looking across all of these different areas. Like, for example, if you thought, I'm a tech company, I don't need to know about environmental trends. Wrong, I mean, Google is a huge investor into the solar energy area because they realize the importance of reducing their carbon footprint on the planet through all of their processing units and, and God knows how many different services they've got out there in the world. Okay, so here's some ways that you can do the scanning. You can do a really simple one, search for Google Trends just on your browser, whatever it might be, and head to the page to conduct some little trend searches. Some analog ways that you can scan. Um, old school magazines, newspapers, publications, trade mags, any of those things that are relevant to your industry or business, they do work. Uh, some other things that you can do is you can use some scanning tools. Now, most of the best futurist software searching tools are kind of pretty pricey, but many of them have a free trial. So it's usually long enough, long enough to get some of those, you know, the intelligence or the, the intel that you're looking for. Um, you can find a whole list of some good tools and softwares at my website, ideaswithlegs.com forward slash resources, and there's a whole stack in there. Um, I've always found that a, there's a really good free trial for an excellent AI futurist tool on the shapingtomorrow.com website, um, links down below, and it's an incredible search engine for discovering trends, implications, and ideas out there. Now that we've got some trends, and we've kind of created some posters, and we can see what these emerging trends are, now the more complex task is what we call scenario planning. And this is when we look at identifying the drivers and trends that are most likely impact our customers and our business and kind of create like a future picture, almost like a, a future movie of what this new world might look like. And it kind of makes it fun. But based on these future scenarios or these future worlds, we then go, what would be the best contingencies we can create to capitalize on them? Now, scenario planning starts with, you've got to kind of identify the key drivers and uncertainties that will affect the world you'll be reinventing in. We then follow this up by selecting the most critical ones to use, and we kind of create like an X, Y axis, if you can imagine with these. Um, and that will enable you then to create a quadrant where you can create four potential future scenarios. Now, let me give you an example. Um, for one of my crucial income streams, learning and development, or L&D, there's a number of key uncertainties that might affect my future. You know, will business teams, you know, head back to 100 or stay 100% remote locations working from home? Or will people work from co-shared workspace? Or will people go back to headquarters, um, otherwise they'll get fired? So I might plot this on the X axis going from left to right. The next most significant uncertainty might be around training. Will training be self-paced? Um, or will the training be focused on live training or will it be physical or digital? And I can plot these uncertainties on that y-axis. So now I've got a four quadrants um, section that indicate four potential scenarios. Now right away when I look at this, my mind is populating what each of these scenarios could look like and I also try to incorporate all of the trend information I've discovered in my scanning. And I become conscious of those implications and opportunities and record what they might be. So here's a little bit of an example. As you can see, I've kind of drawn it a bit rough there, but um, so here's how you can do the scenario plan. Step one, identify your key uncertainties and drivers based on your trends research and then create a quadrant model using the axes critical risks. Two, construct what each scenario could look like and the implications and opportunities that each of these scenarios presents. 
and then three, select a time frame for what these scenarios might be. You know, it might be 12 months, 24 months, or longer if you prefer. Now, part of this activity is to act as if you're kind of like a, a script writer for a movie. Um, you need to write about each world as if it's believable, but you can also have a bit of fun with it. You know, it's like in a world where blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, you know, people don't work from work, work work at all from home. They don't work from a company. They work from remote spaces. This is the face of training. All right. Uh, the next thing you want to do is then to step into the shoes of your customer in the future world. What are the customers buying? What do they expect? What do they need or what do they want? How is business being conducted? How are people working? You know, what's the business environment like based on these different trends or the drivers and the uncertainties? And where are those markets or new opportunities? So what you're gonna do is write out those scenarios, or you can call them future worlds if you don't like, and really what do they look like? Um, use pictures if you can, and then you're done. Awesome, so if you've done that, um, all great. Now what you do is you've got a great idea of what's likely to happen. Your next step is now to create contingency plans to deal with each of these scenarios. Now based on the scenarios you've uncovered, there will likely be both opportunities and threats for your business. So this means that you need a contingency to capitalize on the opportunities and also to protect yourself from any of those threats. Now in con creating contingency plans, I ask my questions, uh, kind of usually about eight questions to help them establish their contingency plan. The first one's around what. So what type of product or service will enable you to succeed in this scenario? Pretty useful, that one. And what kind of business model might be best suited for this scenario? Sometimes we might need to change the way we're doing the business. Then we look at where. Which market would we have the best business outcome for this scenario. So that might be, is it in business to business? Is it business direct to customer? Is it business to government? Or is it business to non-for-profit? And finally, where should you compete? Uh, is it you know, competing geographically? Is it locally? Is it nationally or perhaps globally? And then we've got the how questions. So do you wanna compete on price or do you wanna compete on product differentiation? And finally, we have the which questions. Which processes and systems would you require in this scenario? And which people skills would you need? So that's it. Um, and you know what the reality is? I've used this same method I outlined to you to help organizations really anticipate, but most importantly, be able to capitalize on emerging trends. It's, uh, it's a technique that's used by you know, Fortune 500 companies, many of my clients um, around the world, it really does work. And if you'd like me to teach you how to do this for your team or for, uh, help you run one for your team, um, I'd be really happy to help you out. My mission is to help leaders like you get on the front foot before your competitors. Oops, one last thing before I go. Um, have you accessed all of the business growth techniques like this trend spotting from my latest book? It's called The Reinvention Sprint. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. You can purchase it at thereinventionsprint.com. So I'd love to know how you go with your trend forecasting and scenario planning. Please give me a message, direct message, email me with some of those success stories or challenges if you have any. And once again, if you love this, please subscribe and we'll see you again soon. Cheers. So that's it for this episode, but be sure to subscribe for more strategies on how to turn ideas into income.
And please rate and review us so that we can deliver the goods next time.